He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Hello, hello. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. That makes me Evan Wexel. And that makes you a fine, fine human being. Um, I'm very excited because this is the week where we talk to Bon Jovi fans. But let me tell you first, you can listen to past episodes at awkwardwithevan.com. You can also go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Please like, share, subscribe this pod to this podcast. Um, write a review on iTunes if you can. Give me a fabulous five-star review. And you can support at patreon.com slash funnyevan, which I will give you more info about later. Um, but And also, oh, Facebook and Twitter, at awkwardwithevan. That's how you can get up to date with breaking news about the podcast. And now, as I said, uh, I am interviewing Bon Jovi fans because a couple reasons. First, I'm a huge fan. Before I did comedy, I started uh, playing guitar on my own because I took a class where um, part of the theory of the class, and this was for child development. This was a class I took for my major in college. Um, part of one of the majors was uh, the idea of how we are uh, intelligent in a variety of ways, and we can track our intelligence by taking up a new hobby to see how we progress. And uh, the hobby I took was learning to play the acoustic guitar because I wanted to cover Bon Jovi songs because I was a huge fan uh, ever since the early 90s. I actually missed their heyday. I mean, I was aware of them, but I didn't put two and two together. Um, so I played Bon Jovi songs, uh, and then I started doing comedy a couple years later. But Right before I started doing comedy, I also joined the Bon Jovi fan club backstage with John Bon Jovi. Uh, it was run by his mom, who I think is still on my mailing list for comedy. I'm not totally sure about that. But uh, it was a great opportunity to meet all these great people, talk about Bon Jovi. And also, like, I was a bit of a showman after the shows because I would cover some of the songs with a few other guys uh, when we would go on the trips for the fan club, we would go see the show in the stadium. Then we'd all take the bus back to the hotel, stay up till 4am covering songs and shenanigans. So, um, I loved them. I still am a big, huge fan. Um, they're obviously in flux a little right now because the members of the band have changed a little bit, but, uh, I'm, I love Bon Jovi and I, and I love the friends, the friends and the Facebook friends, uh, I've made from Bon Jovi. So since they have a new album coming out on November 4th, I figured why not talk to uh, talk to some fans and get their story and how they met the band and how uh, what songs are their favorites and maybe they had fun interactions with the band. Um, first person, uh, I'll just jump right in. I got a couple of people here, a couple of Northeast, lovely female Bon Jovi fans. Uh, first up, uh, I don't even – Some you hate to say it, like I'm not even sure exactly the moment that we met, but we were – we did get to know each other on the fan club trips. So we will go into that, and I will. I also was blown away at how this person first met Bon Jovi and saw them live. I had no idea. So from the great state of Pennsylvania or Wensylvania, as it were, um, please welcome Kelly Moyer Schwilly. All right, we are here on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel, and this is Bon Jovi edition, and I am going to call this Bon Jovi edition because I'm interviewing, speaking with longtime friends uh, that I've not spoken to in over a decade, uh, good fellow Bon Jovi fans, and I won. I got back to my hotel after a show in Kansas, and I'm like, who's online? Kelly's online. I'm Hello online. There. Kelly Moyer Schwilly, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. Um, good. You're in Pennsylvania. Yes. Cool. So how long have you been a Bon Jovi fan for? Oh, how old am I? I'm, I'm pretty old. Okay. So, <laughs> so since, since they're hated, like since Slippery, or are we going earlier than that? 
a little bit earlier than that. Okay. I actually snuck into a bar when I was before 21, and I how I discovered the band. Wait, you discovered them by seeing them play live in a small bar? Yes. Where was the bar? It was called um, the Metron. It's in Harrisburg on Cameron Street. No way. Yeah, and they were playing there. They were like actually begging people to come in because there wasn't very many people to, in. It was had to have been, I say, I was a sophomore or junior in high school. Okay. So I had a fake ID to get in. <laughs> so this was with, uh, with, was Richie already in the band? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, this was on the, on the verge before they went overseas and got huge because that's so where they was, got huge at. Was this during their first album or was this before their first album even? It was a little bit before their first album. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> so, so yeah, I fell in love with John because, you know, yeah. he was so cute and I couldn't say anything to him because I wasn't 21 yet. So, you know. So did you get to talk to them after the set? No, 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 no. I didn't want to make myself obvious. I wasn't oh, 21. Okay. And I just stood back and had, had I known, you know, what was going to become of them, mm-hmm. I would have probably talked. I know. It, <laughs> it's amazing that that that's the, the road we've traveled. How did we – I know we're Facebook friends and I know we're both Bon Jovi fans. Did we meet on the fan club trips? Yes, we have. Okay, good. I'm just double-checking. I just – it's – Good, good, because well, I know, you're like... You're famous and all, you know, Evan, so uh, I know you oh, know so many people. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I'm... Well, I remember, because were you, were you in the trips where, like, it was at the Embassy Suites? Yes. And then it was me and, like, Super uh, Mr. Blues Man doing yes, the sing-alongs after the show. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. yep. So are you still in the fan club today, or was it... Or no, me neither. Yeah, it's, it's it's too expensive. It's right. not the same anymore. You know, when Mrs. Yeah, yeah. B ran it, it was a whole different. It was a whole di- different atmosphere. You know how close we all were. Right. You know, we well, used I'm to curi- camp out and get our tickets. Yeah, I'm curious what it's about now. I mean, all about I, the money. I mean, true. But if they're able to still sell those packages, if there's going to be people in the seats. Because, I mean, I'm from New York, and the thing, one thing that drives me mad is, like, Yankee Stadium, you watch uh, these fans that are not sitting behind home plate because these are the expensive seats, but they've been sold. So they're empty. That's, I just know, hope um, those seats... I would rather the, see a real hard, diehard fan true. up front and stuff. You know, like we were. We were diehard fans. True. And you just can't get that anymore. And it, it is all about the money. I can't afford to do it. Right. You know? I mean, I don't know if I'll see a sh- I'll probably I'll see if I can see a show this tour. I'm not totally sure, but I'll have to like detach from like having to get I gotta get seven throwing up and and all that. But um, yeah. Did you have Did you have like a cra- Did you have like a crazy ticket story? Like, of did you ever like go to the venues and like wait online for tickets like hours on end? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's what. That's how we got to know other fan clubs. That's true. Because, because we would sit in line all night long. Right. Where's the farthest you went to, like, get the fan club seats? Um, I just stayed in the tri-state area, New Jersey, New York, right. Pennsylvania, um, D.C. Right. So I didn't have to travel real far because being my hometown is Dillsburg, so it's like two hours from everywhere. Right, right. I, I was in – I guess I started going to the shows with the fan club uh, during college, and there was one night where I took a train from Boston to DC. Oh wow! And I was like pretty far up in line. And I ended up getting like second row to DC. So that was yeah. cool. that was when a SR seventy one was opening. I don't know if you remember oh, that. Wow. Oh wow! But uh, I'm friends with with the lead singer, the former lead singer Mitch Allen on uh, on oh, Facebook. So maybe down the road I'll wrangle him on, but. Yeah, those are just like amazing because that's how you met the fans. The cold ones, though. Like, what are you doing? My boss is yelling at me. He goes, "It's time to go home." It's no. Oh well, just just a little bit longer. I have a few more, a few more things. But um, because that's how you got to meet the fans. I think waiting in in line for like Boston in the winter was kind of rough. Because there you gotta like bundle up. Yeah. No. Well, there were so many different shows in Philadelphia. You know, mm-hmm. you got Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, 
Ohio, mm-hmm. they were all sort of pretty close. Yeah. Then we had, you know, New York and New Jersey. Yeah. So I didn't have to like travel real far, far away to go see the band. I could go see a couple shows on a tour and mm-hmm. I'd be pretty happy. But now I just can't afford to do it. Right. Have you had occasions where you've met them over the years? Yes. What was like favorite memories of like meeting them or whoever it was? Well, it was John. My first my first encounter is that um, uh, do you remember Michelle Bloom, right? We stayed yes. out in the Well, I, you're you Facebook know. friends together, so I'm seeing her pictures with her son and John. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, we stayed out in a Philadelphia Target parking lot, and that was my first autograph Whoa. that I got. Yeah, I cried because I was so tired. I was just, and I have been wanting to meet meet him forever. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I, I cried after I went through the line. It's and this like was like a, eat. like during the day, like they're just like signing CDs or something in the afternoon. Yeah, they don't, they didn't do too many things like that. Right. You know, autograph signings like that. But yeah. it was really cool. So when I bought my house, I decorated my house around this poster that I had John sign. Oh, and I had it professionally framed, so my house was decorated around this picture. Oh, that's cool. I still have it, but my husband now, I got married last summer, and he won't let me hang it. Oh. <laughs> you just got to put something, like, got to hide it somewhere so they don't. No. I have this very obvious photo I took of John playing the Today Show, I think, in 2000, where I was off to the side of the stage, so I took a, a decent photo, and I put it on the wall somewhere. But, oh, okay. yeah. Well, now, over the years... What are your What are some of your favorite Jovi songs? Like, do you have like your oh, first depends. favorite Jovi song? Like, what was it? Was it the song that like hooked you? Um, you give love a bad name. Yeah, that was obviously a favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, Born to be my baby, I love that one. Yeah. Um, I there's so many. You can't just pick one. It's like you know having children. Like it is. Like John always said, it's like you can't pick your favorite child. True. Now, 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 do you have songs that have never been released as singles, but they're like, they're like hidden gems to you? Like, what are some of your hidden gem songs? Oh, I can't think of the one song off the top of my head. They played it in Atlantic City. Remember when they did that, you know, this left like feels right. Yeah. Like Last and Man they, Standing or uh, Thief of Hearts. It, um, it wasn't either one of those two songs. It was something else that came out on the on their gold release. All those the hundred thousand fans can't be wrong. Oh yeah, it was on one of those garage bands. Uh, Why aren't you dead? Let me think. Oh, oh there's radio I saved my life tonight. I like that one too, but I just can't think of the name of it. Okay. Do I have to look it up? I can look it up. Okay, back to a computer. Try to look it up. Yeah, we can go through the discography. I mean, I have like a maybe there's like a song per album that they don't really play, but like were maybe my favorites, like on uh, Bounce. I'm, like, actually, hmm? I'm actually looking forward to their new release this this time. It seems pretty good. I watched the um, thing that they just had in New York City. Oh, I saw that on YouTube. Oh, cool. I watched that, and I, I'm looking forward to to this CD release. Yeah, but like the last couple of CDs, they haven't been my favorite. I'm sorry. Okay, well, I think <laughs> burning. I feel like burning bridges was just the purpose of it was just to like wrap up his recording deal. Yeah. Um, and now he's like promoting this. I did. There are some clips available on SoundCloud of him on Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. So like he sounds, they sound really good. Like playing this house is not for sale. Like that song's grown on me exponentially. And yes. I know they, they've released Knockout, A Labor of Love. I like that. I like Knockout. Yeah. I thought it was it was cool. Like, the first video, it shows them, like, in the video. Mm-hmm. And now, like, Knockout, I'm like, the first was like, oh, good, it's not them getting, like, young actors to do, like, some storyline for the music video. But then Knockout, it's like some actors doing the storyline for the music video. I like the but, song. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't like necessarily the video. Right. I mean, it's a good context. I think when you realize how rough, I guess, it was for him for the past few years. I'm sure uh, it has been. It's like a divorce, I'm sure. It sucks. You think about that. It really does. I mean, as, as a Bon Jovi fan, you see, you see Richie and, and John splitting up. It's like, wow. 
And that, I mean. Because we had it where they were together. Like, we always saw them, like, arm over his shoulder and, you know. Yeah. Blood on blood. Uh-huh. And, man. It's just, it's, it's just really sad. But, I mean, you know, but I guess Richie needs to do what he needs to do. Yeah. I'm still I'm still disappointed that he he chose to leave completely and not talk to anybody. That's just rude. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I have my own theories on that. It's just if he he probably he's probably they're probably both right, but you know, you can't just not show, obviously. Right. So right. it's rough. It's a, so it's a he stomach. knew. That's the thing is that he knew what the tour schedule's like. You should have thought about that before you agreed to yeah. sign up. To- it's it's tough. I did get to see him solo, uh, do a solo show in Los Angeles a few years ago. This was pre the breakup. It was kind of cool to watch him do the full set. <laughs> then I was in an elevator with him, and I kept trying to tell him I was a guitar comedian. <laughs> <laughs> he probably just didn't get it. No, he's like, who the hell? He's like, yeah, you know, he's like, whatever. So, but that was the most yeah. I ever spoke to Richie probably at once. That was good. Oh my! But like the one time I met. One other time I met John, um, I was at Philadelphia Soul Game. I had oh, sold cool. season I had season tickets. Oh. So I would go down for every game. And um my son was still small at the time and we were able to get a picture taken with him. And I said, John, can I get my picture taken with you? He's like, Yeah, sure. And I, he's like, Who's gonna take it? And I looked around, and I'm like, I had no friends there. It was uh, just my son. And so my son's like, Mom, I'll take it. And I'm like, Okay. And it didn't turn out. My uh, I had a picture with him. It's like it didn't. See, turn now out. we can selfie it today. Yeah, now it's just yeah. completely different. You had to send the film away and, and wait to get the picture back. You know. <laughs> yeah. The the Soul Pep Rally weekend that was that was my encounter with him because uh-huh. we knew what hotel they were at. So uh-huh. so we, I knew he ran. So I checked out the gym right when I got there. And it was him on a treadmill and 10 female fans just like staring at him working out, like running. Oh, how rude. Let him And there's alone. like the girl <laughs> next to him was wearing jeans and like heels. And I'm like, get off the – and I'm like, I grabbed my gym stuff, changed right away. I said, get off. I want to run. So I ran next to John on the treadmill and talked his ear off for 10 minutes. Oh, wow. So that's that's – yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, you can win a contest and get less. So that was cool. I mean, the next day, though, I heard the gym was cordoned off for a private workout. So never As again. As it should be. Let the poor man alone. I, mean, I know. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> we just, we have that connection. It's just so amazing. Yeah, you just can't, you want to respect the privacy, but then you have like those one or two people in your lives that have influenced you so much where it's like, if you see them, I'm going to be stalking you. Nor I'm going to be like, I just want to be in your personal space for a few yeah. minutes. Then I'll leave. So like my, my 50th birthday mm-hmm. is coming up yeah. in December. And I keep telling all my friends, I said, the only thing I want for my birthday, well, two things, either a message from John saying happy birthday to me. Right. Or a ticket to the show. Oh. <laughs> to one of the shows. I'm like, and I said, a front row seat costs $1,500. <laughs> <laughs> so if you all go together, you can buy me a seat. Well, Joby fans, we're going to start a Kickstarter uh, for <laughs> Kelly. We're going to get her front row. Okay. So that way she can take home her chair as well. I think oh, you get to I take your chair, chair home. I just want to, oh, I just want to meet, meet him and just like, say thank you or something. I don't yeah. know. Or send me a birthday wish. That's it. That's yep. all he has to do. Happy yep. 50th birthday. Yep. I'll be happy. I'll probably De- cry. <laughs> Definitely. All right, Kelly. Well, I'll let you go home. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, it's been a late night in session today. So yes. I've been here for, oh, it's 1230. I get here at nine o'clock this morning. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're trying to get things done here in the Senate of Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, I'll, I'm going to be getting up in probably about four, five less than five hours for my flight back to L.A. So, oh, have fun! Great I'm glad times. you contacted me. Yes, thank you for coming on and being and Jovi fan number one. Oh, sure, and keep showing me pictures of your beautiful little daughter. She is so cute. Oh, it's a boy, but you know, I mean, oh, if he's ever sorry, confused, oh. I'll let you know. it's okay like because i have those videos of him online doing the wrestling themes and some of the comments are like 
she doesn't know every single one or I can't yeah. understand what she's saying. Like it's That's a boy. That's probably why I thought it was a girl. Well, because in the videos he has like long blonde hair sometimes. Wrong. Well, he has like he has like shaggy California boy hair. So. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, How rude of me. Oh, I don't care. Oh, it's fine. It's hilarious. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for be, being fan number one. We will. Oh, we I will... hope it was a good interview. I wasn't really sure. Oh, stop judging. You did great. <laughs> Thanks. All right. KMS, work and, and people, I guess I guess there's nothing really to promote. Just support the Senate of Pennsylvania, guys. If you're in Pennsylvania, know the Senate. Well, we're trying to get an animal cruelty bill passed. That's what we're trying to get. Is there a prop number on that? Uh, Senate Bill 896. That's my boss's bill. We're trying to – or House Bill 896. Okay. We're, we're going to try to pass 896. So yeah. check that out. Thanks. Check that out, Pennsylvania. Okay. All right. I'll see you see later. Ya. Bye. Bye. Okay, that was Kelly Moyer-Schwilly, who came on the podcast, talking about Jovi. And she thought my child was a girl. Beckett, are you a girl? No. What are you? I'm a boy. Glad we cleared that up. Okay, <laughs> it was great to have her on. I want to thank her for sharing the Jovi story. I had no idea she met the band or discovered them by sneaking into a bar while she was in high school. Ah, life. Um, But first, I want to talk to you about what helps this podcast go. And that is through the beauty of Patreon.com. If you guys go to Patreon.com slash FunnyEvan, what you'll get there is a feed of what the podcast has been up to, what is coming up, what is the origin story of why I'm doing this. And uh, you can watch the trailer to the podcast. Now, the thing about Patreon is what it does is it, it builds the bridge between creators like me and supporters like you. Um, with a monthly contribution or support, you can help keep this podcast rolling. I would love to interview all 4,580 Facebook friends I currently have. Um, and with your support, I can get there. I can put more time into this. Right now, I'm thrilled to say I have more supporters than just my mom and my mother-in-law. I am amped about that. If you guys go there to patreon.com slash funnyevan, you will see I have some reward goals for myself, but then you have reward tiers for yourselves. If you wanted to do $3 a month, for example, I will give you an awkward army certificate to show you're a member of my army and you believe what I'm doing and you like awkward conversations with Facebook friends you may or may not know or barely speak to. Um, for $5 a month, you can get a cell phone wallet to stick on the back of your phone so you don't have to have a big clunky wallet with you. You just throw your ID and a credit card in there and you're like, boom, through airport security. Easy. Um, there's even higher levels where I can have you on the show. I can offer consultations to whatever you need help in, whether it's comedy advice. Uh, I'm a smarty pants when it comes to tutoring things and uh, whatever you need help with. Also, there is title sponsorship. If you want to have your name in this title of this podcast and have me say it by saying how amazing you are every time I say the name of my podcast, I can make that work. So if you want to make that work, go to patreon.com slash funnyevan. Definitely check it out. But next up, I have another Bon Jovi fan friend and Facebook friend. Uh, she's someone I remember from, we saw the fan club trip in Jersey. We had a fan club trip together at Atlantic city. Um, she's even on my website. I think somewhere you can find her a picture with me and her. Maybe I'll put it on to promote the episode. Uh, she's the best. She even had John at her job last week. So check out my talk with Stephanie Sabatelli. All right, guys, we are here on Socially Awkward. I have another Bon Jovi fan and good friend of mine here. This is Stephanie Sabatelli. Hello there, Stephanie. Hey, Hey, Evan. (laughs) I remember you back when you were Stephanie Nuzo. Is that how it was? That's how it was. Okay, good. Way back in the day. (laughs) In the day that we'll we'll talk about. And um, what I want to say... Uh, I want to also thank you because you were willing enough to see one of my first comedy shows I ever did at the comic strip. You were very gracious right. enough to take the train from, I think, I'm guessing you were in Westchester or somewhere inconvenient to, uh, to see me in my formative years do uh, uninspired comedy. So thank you for that. And, uh, oh, you're and, welcome. And be, we loved it. Being my attendant. 
Uh, cool. So yeah, I, I wanted to chat with you just cause like, it's been a while, I guess we met probably, did we meet on the fan club trip in Jersey or did we meet at the Borgata? We met on the fan club trip in New Jersey in 2000 and like one, two, two. okay. Two. So this was at the embassy suites. Oh, it was embassy suites. I know it's funny when I, I talk to these people that I'm, I'm Bon Jovi fan friends with on Facebook and I'm like, how did we meet? And now she's like, Oh no, from the trips. I'm like, okay. Cause you're someone I remember from the trips. Like we've had photos together and we hung out and yeah. everything. And sometimes it's like, they just knew me as the, the guy that would be one of the ones playing the cover songs after the show. Um, but how but did that's you, how we met? That you was how we met. I was, songs. I, I was just a, I was just a young, you know, a young, barely out of college kid, just um, throwing myself into the Bon Jovi fanfire, and it was, uh, it was fun, lots of fun. Oh, uh, it was blast! And and we we came back in the from the pouring rain. Yes, everybody was soaked. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They they bust us there. They bust us they back, don't. and they let us keep up the entire hotel until like probably three or four in the morning. If so, not later. Yeah, if not later. Some <laughs> of us definitely did not get – we did not – you don't go on the fan club trip for the sleep. That I can attest. Yeah. Um, how did yeah. you initially find out about – like how did you discover Bon Jovi? A fan since when? Uh, I was a fan from probably about 84, 85. Nice. So probably about 7,800 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. And so then, was, was there a specific song off that album that – Hooked you, uh, or was it in just... and out of love? <laughs> oh yes, in and out of love because it brought up uh, you know the Jersey Shore and the yep. video was on was done in Seaside Heights, New Jersey, and my friends used to have a house there, and uh, we used to go there all the time. So we used to go, you know, when we were young teenagers, and we'd go roaming the boardwalk and say, "This is where they filmed the video." Wow. <laughs> what uh, and, what what town are you from? New Jersey, like a, what what town? I'm, I'm not from New Jersey. Oh, okay. I'm from New York, but okay. but they had a little summer place in Seaside Heights. My my uh, best friend uh-huh. had a summer place there, and yeah. uh, they would go every weekend. But I would go down there probably a couple of times a summer wow. for the weekend with them, and uh, you know we'd be on that boardwalk all the time. <laughs> and that's probably the the album that that John likes the least. So it's good that if, if that's the one that you know hooked you, then. You're definitely in for the yep. long haul. Um, yep. Did you? When did you first see them live? Did you see them live during a tour at that time, or was it? No, I didn't see them live until the Slippery One Wet tour mm-hmm. uh, at Madison Square Garden. Holy cow! I remember my girlfriend and I in high school. We went to a record store that had a Ticketmaster or one of those outlets inside the record store. It wasn't Tower Records. Right. It was some, you know, local little record store in Yonkers and camped outside (laughs) on the sidewalk. And, you know, our mothers thought we were crazy, but they let us do it. And then the, and then the record store gave us wristbands so we could go home. (laughs) Oh, that's good. And, um, And, and I went to my very first Bon Jovi show at uh it was august of 1980 was it august was it august of 1987 okay cuz i was yeah cuz i was right before my sophomore year in college what was the atmosphere like in the arena when they're at their apex was it like how is it different than like back in the 80s was- than when we saw it like on our trip 15 years later well <sighs> It was, it was new. It was, you know, living on a prayer was a new song. Wow. You know, it wasn't, it hadn't become the staple that it became by the time we saw them, you know, you know, 15 years. It was, it was a new song. Wanted Dead or Alive was a new song. It was, everything was new to us, you know? So this was this young, you know, band. I mean, John was 23 years old or 25 years old at the time. You know, so, I mean, it was just, there was just so much energy for this new young rock band and, and the music they were making, you know, and we didn't know, we hardly knew any of the songs. They wow. didn't have a 
you know, a huge catalog yet. And so they'd be playing all those first three albums, you know, that John hates playing from now. <laughs> they had to play them now, and they would play everything from 7800 Degrees Fahrenheit. So In and Out of Love was your favorite song off that album? Off that album. I love that, and I love um, I love Silent Night. Oh, okay. I think I'm, I was more Price of Love. Okay. That would be the one for me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, I get that. I like that. I, I like Only Lonely. Yes, that's a great one, you know? I think, to watch the music oh. video for. We can hunt down that music video. I have it on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> no way to play it, but I have it on VHS. The video collection. Do you have, yeah. like, what are some of now over the years, what are some of your favorites, whether they're already, like, favorites to everyone else, top, like, singles, or do you have, like, I guess first, what are your favorite like famous songs of theirs that you love? Famous songs? Yeah, like hmm. the ones they've released to the radio that most people oh, would yeah. recognize. If yeah, it's... I mean, I like Born to Be My Baby. Okay. That's a read. That was a, a big, I think a big hit. I love that song. Yeah. Um, I'll always love One Dead or Alive. Yeah. Um, you know, I love, uh, I loved um, Lost Highway. Oh, Yeah. Which, I love the actual uh, the title track. I like I love that song. Yeah, that was you know from the country inspired album. Country twang. Uh, country twang. <laughs> I, I I enjoyed that song a lot. Um, uh, what did I love? I love, thank you for loving me. Okay. From uh, you know from Crush, that was my wedding song. No way. We, yeah. We had we had like two. We had. You're my number one by Enrique Iglesias, but then we also did like a slow dance to uh, Richie Sambora's "If I Can't Have Your Love" from the box set, I think. Oh, so that was well. That if we're was, talk about yeah, yeah, we're but, talk about no, uh, we'll we'll ixnay on the Ambora say. Um, do you then? Okay, so what about like for people that are not Bon Jovi fans and or the, just don't know as much as we do? Do you have? Could you recommend like hidden gems for you that are like are not on the like radio yeah i would say anybody who wants to seek out bon jovi has to get the these days album yes have to get the these days i've seen an article where that's albums ranked with all the others like they do a counting of their best albums and the article ranks these days as their number one album that is i think the hardcore bon jovi fan wants to hear more songs from these days than any other yeah album they've done probably and unfortunately especially here in the states they don't play a lot of those songs they played it a little bit more recently right broken out a few songs here and there but not on a regular basis they do it more in europe where they where i think john feels the album is more appreciated yeah um but but the hardcore bon jovi fans or the longtime bon jovi fans that are familiar with all their albums really would love to hear more from that album. Uh, now, did you have a song a off that one? Would you have a favorite off that one that you love? Something loved? for the pain. I yes. think it's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. That was great. I, I was like, a, I was an emotional high school kid at the time. So I was like, you know, listening to that, something to believe in. Yeah. Something to believe in. Yeah. I, uh, I ju- yeah, I just I think it's just I think the songwriting on that album is top notch. Dry County. I mean, he'll break out oh, Dry County. Oh yeah, Keep the Faith album. Very dramatic, very dramatic. Oh, from Keep the Faith. Yeah, Keep the Faith is another good album that has some great. Yeah. Great. Uh, you know, when they kind of turn the corner and they change their style a little bit. True. Yeah, I got in on. Uh, I think the song "In These Arms" was me being like, you know, waiting to be accepted by any other girl. So I would always have that one. And then like, if I ever yep. was getting rejected from these days, it would be, it's hard letting you go. Uh, because I know that, that you was a don't very, like Yeah. That's a, that was a very depressing. That song. was extremely depressing. I think that was off the moonlight and Valentino movie. I think it was featured. In the movie. I don't know. I feel like it's related to that maybe, or maybe it was inspired by the plot line. Maybe. But, he does uh, get inspired by movie plot lines. Yes, he does. Now, could you say like over the last couple albums, are there any favorites of yours? I mean, I know you've said you're you're not maybe in the 
as up to date as as used to be, but like, have you heard Bon Jovi songs in the last couple of years or couple yeah, of albums? Yeah, I, I think probably my probably my favorite song of of the last few albums was um, Superman Tonight from the oh, Circle. Oh yeah, that was I pretty. I really good. like that song. I really do like that song. Um, I I haven't enjoyed. You know, and I might be in the minority. I know a lot of people have enjoyed, but the right. last, you know, two albums, I just haven't felt the connection. Like, I just haven't felt, you know, anything jump out at me. Yeah. Recently. But the, the Circle was the last album that really I felt like I could listen to, you know, from beginning to end and kind of really enjoy it. Yeah, I think The Circle. I, think, I don't know if that's one loves the only rule like for me loves the only rule yep that, that's from that circle like, from the circle as well and when he does it live it's not like crap I have to do this because it's a new song it's let me play the song but then let me do like a call and answer with the with the audience um as they that. riff which made it that much better yeah I would say like I guess yeah. it was because we can that album I think that's what the water made me is uh is maybe the only one that really stuck with me. That was yeah, that that's okay. But, but yeah. Yeah, and and unfortunately they you know they they put that out they really only toured you know once right. I think with the with the songs from that album out. So they kind of really didn't they haven't played a lot of those songs live, you know. Yeah. A lot because they haven't they I think they did one real tour where they had because we did we because we can so they really didn't get a lot of air a lot of live play with a lot of those songs yeah and i think had you heard anything off of burning bridges that was the one before this one you know what i haven't yeah <laughs> well i think he I wrote that even i didn't get it i didn't download yeah it, didn't do anything. he uh i think he just wanted to do that to wrap up the the recording contract with the label yeah so he opened the album and just took a lot of out a lot of uh songs that were in the vault and just kind of threw them on. They were from all different eras. There's, and it was just like, it did, it wasn't even sequenced like a usual album. Like the first yeah. song teardrop from the sea, like when you realize the context of where he's coming from, like it's an amazing opener, but it's like such a dreary song that you like, you feel the pain of like what he's going through as you hear like these press reviews and interviews that he's doing for this album, um, about all the pain he had the last three years. But We Don't Run is a great anthem that he's now putting on the bonus tracks of the current one. So I definitely recommend the We yeah. Don't Run song. I do, yeah. We Don't Run was actually not was not bad, yeah. yeah. I do remember when that came out, I kind of was like, okay. Yeah. You know? I don't know how much it got airplay in, on like PLJ or, or not Z100 or, not, or Q104, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it didn't get, I don't think it got a lot of airplay only because it was that right. kind of like that. It wasn't positioned that way. Right, exactly. It was kind of this album that kind of had to be put out. And, you know, I don't think he really wasn't promoted or anything like that. So, you know, so. So then have you heard anything from This House Is Not For Sale? Any, any. I've heard, I've heard. uh, Yeah, well, I heard the title track. Okay. Thoughts? Which which wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I mean, it had a little, it had a, it had a nice little hook. The thing I'm finding though, at least in my opinion, Mm -hmm. is that uh, they seem to be having the same hooks. Right. Yeah. The hooks seem to be kind of sounding the same. And I feel like I think one of the discussions that we do have with some of the other fans that we tend to have when these new songs come out is right. hmm, it sounds like Yeah. <laughs> so, so what song does it sound like? It, I can't remember if it sounds is it I, I can't put my finger on it. Is it a combination of between <laughs> and so that seems to be the, 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 the round robin conversation we have of everybody trying to figure out what one or two previous songs it sounds like because he's borrowing the same hook. I mean, it sounds like you know? maybe let's see. This house is not for sale. Maybe it's a mix of because we can and who says you can't go home. I don't know. Yeah, I think we said. I think we they had said because we can was one of them, and mm. yeah, and it's definitely it's definitely feeling like, and that was kind of like what I'm feeling. It's like I, I kind of heard it before, you know. Right. And that's that's somewhat of why I'm just I don't know if I'm just not feeling the excitement about it. Cause I feel like it's just, he's written it before. Right. I mean, I think I just think this album, I've heard good things from the, the preview shows of people. Yes, I have. And so, so that's me something that will 
give me a bed. They said they see you have to experience it live and right. hearing it in order. You just really you get it. So right. I don't know if I'd want to he- check out. Right. I don't know if I want to hear it live. Uh, I mean, if I don't know what he's saying, so maybe I want to hear the studio track and then because like this house is not for sale. I actually give it credit because I think it does build and it does stick on, stick on you sometimes. And uh, I just like the music video. It's it's them in the video. So it's not like some like 20 something actress trying to act out some storyline that is not necessary. Like it's just them playing the song in the house and which is which is fine. What they which is what they made famous. I mean, their best videos were just them playing. Yeah. You know, we didn't need (laughs) storylines. You know, we we didn't need we didn't need storylines. We just needed the band playing. (laughs) Cool. And I know. um so and then just a, a couple more things and you just, how did it go? Cause I guess at your job, you had John Bon Jovi in the same building as you. He was in the same building. But the most you could do was just shout down at him or you just kind of kept your distance. <laughs> well, let's see. Order? I was on, I was on the ninth floor. He was on the eighth floor. Okay. Uh, doing a charity day. Okay. And uh, there were, you know, you had to have a special lanyard, uh, to get onto the floor uh, showing that he worked in that department. And uh, so he was in and out very early. So he yeah. actually did an interview uh, in a, one of our main, it's kind of like a conference multi-purpose room where people have like, they do right. seminars and things like that. So he did an interview uh, for our news channel. Oh, cool. And uh, uh, right. So, but literally, you know, you could be getting your coffee and all our, one thing about my office is that all the off, all the conference rooms, all the uh, are glass walls. <laughs> oh, so you can see so you through. Can just literally see yeah. through the glass walls and just watch him. So we were able to kind of see him <laughs> uh, give the interview. Yeah. You know, but this was security was kind of tripled. Yeah, that would <laughs> on this make day, sense. On this day, but but from what I understand, he took pictures with everybody. Oh, cool. Not me because I could not get on the floor. Uh. But, but he did take pictures of everybody and, he, and you know, it was quick and it was kind of like a fan club trip <laughs> picture meet greet because in and out, you know, rotating uh, assembly line of pictures. But he did take and he seemed to be, uh, you know, enjoying himself and he was in and out very early. Right. I believe he was because then I believe he went and did a, a fundraiser concert later that day in Pittsburgh. So he had to be in and out fast. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, but it was it was an exciting time. People were very excited, and he was probably <laughs> the most uh, uh, people were most excited about his presence. Yeah. That day. Um, I guess last thing is, do you do you have like a favorite story where you had an encounter or got to meet anyone in the band or the whole band? Uh, Any stories like that? I well, I you know what I've I've met Richie a couple of times. Okay. And even though he's not in the band anymore, yes, but he's always been very wonderful. Um, you know, takes his time, likes to take pictures, you know, and, and will try to accommodate as many people as he can. But I actually did meet John totally spur of the moment oh, at, awesome. um, at the Borgata show for the box set. Right. And that's where we were there too. Yeah, that's right. We were both right. We were there too. Yeah, we were all, we were all hanging out yep. there. And I was, um, we had gone the first night to the night the there was I think two performances, mm-hmm. and then there was a uh, no there was one performance and there was a like a VIP show the night before which was kind of like a camera blocking show and it oh, was yeah. for family and friends and members of the you know Philly Soul and High Rollers and wow. so we managed to get my girlfriends and I managed to get tickets to it at the very very last second. And they, we just managed to get free tickets to it. The, uh-huh. the hospitality guy just gave us tickets to it. Yes. And we went there, right? And so we did, never ate dinner. We just went to the show <laughs> and we stayed up really late. You know? <laughs> and, you know, so the next morning, nobody, we, they didn't want to gamble. So we said, what are we going to do? We went to the gym. And we went to the gym at the Borgata because we were staying at the Borgata. Right. And we were, we, we were at the gym for about 35 minutes, you know, 30, so picture 35 minutes running on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, who walks in the door Whoa. with his trainer? But John. 
into the gym. So, of course, wearing T-shirts and sweats and dripping, you know, not looking our best at all. Wow. And we kind of just sort of, you know, finished up on the treadmill and then kind of went from machine to machine for a while, just sort of killing time, seeing what he would do. And he's on the bike and he's talking to his trainer and he's talking on the phone. And and so finally he's getting ready to leave because more and more people are kind of people are kind of noticing that he's there. So so you were hanging um, out in the gym the whole time once you guys were, we were towards the, the end or we were right. So we were towards the end of our workout, but he came in. So he didn't stay very long. And as he was leaving, I was with two of my girlfriends, one who was from Canada, one was mm-hmm. who was from London. And the three of us had become extremely, extremely close through the fan club. We met through the fan club. Yeah became you know at the time we were we were we were like sisters the three of us because of the fan club that's how we met and um we we stopped john and we asked him if we could just talk to him for a second and we and he stopped and we had a little you know seven minute conversation with him that's awesome telling him about our friendship and how the band brought us together and we thanked him for that and for the shows he was putting on that weekend and how much we enjoyed the music and and he thought it was very cool that the fan club brought together these friends from all over the world mm-hmm. who who have now become so close. And I said, there's there's a million more stories just like ours, you know, yeah. of, of friendships that were formed. And we and so that was my little moment. I have no pictures of it. So uh, no proof. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, and, you know, and, and remember, these were back in the days when uh, John's mom ran the fan club. Yep. No. Yeah. Well, that their story is very similar to my story when I spoke to him, because I was at the hotel that he was at during the weekend of the pep the the pep rally for the Philadelphia Soul. Yep. So I knew he I worked went- out. I knew he worked out. I ran and I I told my other friend I spoke to about this. Uh, went down to the gym, peeked in, saw he was there in a small hotel gym with like ten women staring at him while he was working out in the gym. <laughs> so I'm like, let me run up to the bellman, pull out my gym clothes, run into the locker room, change really fast, kick the girl on the treadmill off who has jeans and high heels on while she's on the treadmill. And then I just started running really fast and talking his ear off for like eight to 10 minutes. So he was, you know, he was willing to be there, but when he got off, like a lot of the fans wanted to like, have photos, but he just kind of, left and then the next day it was gym closed for private workout (laughs) but yeah i mean that's exactly right you know he 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 once he was done he was done he went out the door he didn't stop for anybody but he was very nice to you know take that time yeah and uh and you know and then you run into the other guys and they're just kind of like hey what's going on you know yep Yep. can i get can i get some more attention like you know can i get (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you know you know you know pure hugh well poor hugh you know <laughs> he'll do anything to, yeah. to talk to you i yeah he, he's but, he's and, the wild card <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that was my uh that was my my jbj uh you know one-on-one time nice you know nice you know exactly so well speaking of taking the time then i want to thank you for taking the time because is it the eighth inning now of the game? Is it like still? Uh, it's the eighth inning of the game. Yes. Okay. Okay. We won't spoil like the, the ending. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything about what it is. <laughs> so what, what's going on? Well, no, I'll, I'll hopefully uh, you'll probably hear this in a, after we talk in a few days. So uh, I'll let you know when it surfaces. Absolutely. But it is awesome. Uh, Stephanie Sabatelli. Anything you would like me? Anything you would like to promote? Even though you're not a like a singer. Or uh, any any message you'd like people to to take heed of, or uh, anything anything you want to spread, any love you want to spread to, uh, to everyone, or Jovi fans, anything any message you have for all the Jovi fans that may be listening to this podcast. Uh, Jovi fans, <laughs> make some smart choices next Tuesday, please. <laughs> please, oh, don't even say a name. Oh my gosh, I'm not even gonna say any names, but make some smart choices. No names, Just write in John. That's the choices, guys. There you go. Write them in. Write it in. That's it. Because we can. <laughs> but take try to yeah, exactly. Just do something. Yeah. <laughs> but ah, uh, 
and pray for us all. <laughs> yes. Pray heavy. Listen to the Jovi and uh, be good to one another. As Jerry Springer would say, take yeah. care of yourselves and each other. Cool. Exactly. Well, uh, exactly. yeah. Thanks for coming on. I'll let you know if I'm ever in town and so forth, but oh, yeah, do. this is awesome. Uh, a long time since you've been in the area. So yeah, definitely. Uh, so stay yeah. on. I am going to synthetically say goodbye to you for this interview, but then we can still chat afterwards. Okay, so, sounds good. Guys, Steffi Sabatelli, a true Jovi fan hero. Okay, guys, that was Stephanie Sabatelli sharing her Jovi experiences in the garden. John coming to her office, and I think we ran down the entire catalog. Um, so it's always great to reconnect with people from all walks of life. I mean, I've connected with people on this podcast based on just being uh, married to them or them being my parents or them having my name, but uh, there's also them just being my friends or uh, also liking the same band that I like. So that's how we broke it down. Bon Jovi has a new album. This house is not for sale out on Friday, November 4th. And I've honestly been harassing people on Facebook, Bon Jovi fan friends of mine, if they were online, if they had a few minutes to want to talk to me. And, and uh, thankfully, Kelly and Stephanie had the time. But I'm not stopping there. I am not stopping with just one episode of Bon Jovi fans. I want to do at least another episode. And I might have a huge Bon Jovi uh, celebrity fan. Not celebrity fan like a famous person in, in a way, but more like a celebrity to all us Bon Jovi fans. There's this guy from Italy. I don't even want to jinx it. I don't even want to say his name. But there's this guy from Italy. He's been to some shows. Angel. Bubula. He's amazing. And uh, maybe we'll get him on the next episode. Um, The ladies, the fans will know what I'm talking about. Um, But thank you guys again for for tuning in. Um, Please share this podcast to your friends. Uh, Like, share, and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Write a splendid review if you can. And uh, at Awkward with Evan on Facebook and Twitter. Also go to awkwardwithevan.com. And if you want to support, patreon.com slash funnyevan. For now, here's my wife making more fun of me. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. 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 Wexel.